Hey everyone, I'm Swati Rawat and welcome to the Visionary Podcast where I talk to visionary Indian women with inspiring, intriguing and aspirational stories. In 20th episode, the visionary is Sneha Satyendran. Sneha is the founder of Lendenure. an initiative working towards providing free listening space to anyone who wants to express talk and share sneha is an integrative counseling psychologist and a holistic therapist with an unparalleled devotion towards making lives better one day at a time tune in as sneha talks about lend and your and also shares few pointers on how you can take care of your mental health under the current lockdown so i uh, i'm from down south uh, my parents are from kerala uh, i was born in madurai technically uh, and i was raised in the north which is in kanpur in up uh, so my schooling has been uh, in kanpur uh, till my 12th and after that i moved to bangalore for my undergrad uh, and 3 years there in bangalore and masters was in pune um 2 years there and then my first job was in bombay at this uh, and after bombay i moved to bangalore again for 2 years uh, and i thought i'll take a break again and now i've moved to pune i've been here for 2 years now uh, so this has been my journey um childhood has been uh, beautiful and um i love the fact that i was um a, a part of a small town uh, now of course it has really evolved uh, but at that point uh, it was it was really small town and growing up it was it was lovely uh, we definitely had a huge um area to play uh, i even had a cousin brother with whom i've shared most of my uh, childhood so uh, it was only him uh, of my age in my family so uh, we we had a great time back then um and also i think a lot of my core values uh, come from the place that i belong to uh, so a lot of um the learnings which i have probably got and uh, the person that i have become today uh, the shaping of my personality altogether which largely i mean happens for everyone but um, i definitely give a lot of credit to the place that i was uh, from so uh, kanpur is uh, is the place that gets the credit yeah so um what are you doing now in pune i want to understand like right. since you have moved to pune what are you up to mm-hmm. um what do you do okay um i'll go a little bit um uh, behind during my college days so my initial plan was to to take up literature or uh, and journalism i always wanted to be a writer a full time writer uh, and that is why i took up literature in college but uh, in bangalore we they they had um um option where i could have two more majors so it was literature journalism and psychology so psychology was just a part of the curriculum i i had not even thought about anything of that subject until then but the moment it happened to me moment i started studying uh it was love at first sight and there was no uh going back uh, after that so it started there it started during college um and 
it's something that by the end of the three years, I decided I have to pursue this uh, because not only I was inclined to the subject, but it also helped me personally uh, with my uh, own development. Uh, so that is why psychology happened. And then I moved on to do my master's uh, and the work uh, in that domain. Um, Pune, um, since I had always been away from home after the age of 18, after 12th, uh, it was high time that I spent some time with my parents uh, and I thought this can be uh, a perfect opportunity for me to um, go back and be there uh, with them for a bit. So that is why I chose uh, to come back to Pune and this is where they're also settled. Um, and uh, Pune, I currently, uh, I mean, was working at uh, two clinics. Right now it's under lockdown. So everything's happening online at the moment. Uh, I also work with uh, Ajinkya D. Deva Patil University as a psychologist, and I also do a lot of pro bono work for uh, Flame University. Uh, plus, uh, I'm also associated with uh, Workplace Options as their consulting uh, psychologist. Um, and apart from uh, the money-making aspect uh, of my work, I also run a few other initiatives which stra come straight out of my heart. Uh, one of them is a Better You Foundation, which provides uh, counseling, uh, which is at a very minimal cost for uh, people across uh, India. Uh, and through Better You Foundation, they can avail video, chat, email, or telephonic-based counseling directly to me. Uh, and um, another initiative which I'm uh, running, uh, which has been a huge success throughout, uh, is something called as Lenden Year. So Lenden Year, uh, again, is a community listening project, uh, which uh, has been a huge success until now. We've conducted a few events in uh, three cities um, by now and uh, still aiming to uh, look forward to have it in more, more cities. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Lenden Year. Um, hmm. I'm curious to know, uh, like, why did you want to start something like this? Um, and what is it to its core? Um, so... As a practitioner, uh, uh, as a counselor, the first step or the first stage of counseling is to provide free, empathetic, non-judgmental listening. So that's the first stage we have to cover. It's, it's a protocol. Uh, in fact, the first stage of counseling itself. Uh, now, a lot of times, uh, I mean, during my practice, every time someone shared something with me, uh, and not only clients, um, anyone rather, even a friend, even someone I know, the moment you share something, there is a feeling of um, being lighter. You feel lighter after you've shared something uh, with somebody. And uh, especially for my clients, it, it held a different importance because uh, A, they're talking to a stranger who comes with some expertise in the domain. Um, and this is something that largely um, I could see within the cohort that I had. So the moment clients started sharing, of course, their first um, experience or the first feedback was, oh my God, why didn't I do this before? Uh, you know, that, that was the first um, line they would say. And they would say, oh my God, it feels so much lighter. It feels so much better. We had a lot of myths about counseling uh it's something like this or that so a lot of a lot of awareness also comes along during the during the counseling session uh so i thought why not take this aspect and make something out of it and especially when we are living in a world where um connectedness is something we all need and 
we are living at at a time where everyone wants to be heard everyone needs to be heard rather uh and that is how uh, the concept of lendenier uh, came into picture it was an idea that came to me in the month of march or april uh, last year and it took time for me um to form a team um you know get to know people and um you know get people together for this initiative as well but i had really uh, amazing friends and um, the collaboration also happened with another organization called oasis uh, where the volunteers from their team uh, who had psychologists already they also joined in uh, and then it became a lendenior team altogether which again i call it as a co team and that is how it started so uh, we would have multiple uh, training sessions we would have multiple mock sessions and uh, that is how we um, framed a model around it to how to go about it because i was really skeptical and scared on how it might turn out because uh, as much as uh, i was aware about it i i didn't know if anything like this had happened before in india there are multiple uh listening platforms there are sharing platforms uh but here we are only providing a free empathetic non-judgmental listening to people and this is happening at a public open space where one can just come and talk and vent and release and share anything that they want to uh and then we follow a different set of guidelines to provide them with that listening uh and a and a free and a open space or a safe space for them to have um so we held we held our first um event on november 3rd last year which was in pune and then um 3 months later we had it in uh, bombay uh under the collaboration uh, with rotrack club and last month is when uh, i did it with um sri for change uh in bangalore and at all three events i was taken aback by the by the turnout and eternally grateful for all the people who turned up um and multiple collaborations also happened uh be it chief of change or even the psychologists who came uh, for the bangalore event from were from the place that i had worked before, before which is the mind research foundation so all of all of us cumulatively just got together and sort of wanted to make this happen so my core value in doing this is nothing but just to give people um a space where where they they are heard to and um where they can just come and release and um went or express uh, basically the idea is to um let people know that they are not alone that's all i want to do with this initiative so yeah 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 i'm trying to understand like how does it all unfold uh, so let's just say if mm-hmm. i am a person who would like to register to an event right yeah. uh, so take me through yeah. like uh, what is the process um, how how does it unfold so if you are organizing something like that in delhi right. um from yeah. start till the finish who would i meet where would i go yeah. who would i talk to who would be at the other end listening to my um, conversation or what i'm saying um so firstly our preparation will start uh, two months prior to the date of the event uh, so we definitely decide a date and a time where we especially the city uh, where we want to expand this to and then uh, once the date is decided uh, the team will get together uh, and we'll so we'll go through the guidelines which we have already formed 
the protocol document that we already have. Uh, once we have gone through that, there'll be multiple training sessions with me. Even though the entire team consists of psychologists uh, and counselors and mental health practitioners, there is still a mandatory training that all of uh, us go, to, go through together. Once the training has happened, then we have multiple mock sessions uh, that happen because there can be any form of concern that can come on the table and we need to be prepared for it. Uh, it could be from stress, anxiety, tension, burnout um, to a mental health disorder or even someone with um, you know, self-harm concern or a suicidal ideation. So any of the concern that come on our table, we have to be extremely prepared for it. And that is why uh, the training and the mock sessions are there. Uh, now, once the training and the mock sessions are done, the team is um, ready to provide uh, that service. Um, we go and fix the location where we would like to do it. Uh, largely, it has to be an open space. We don't we don't want to do it at a closed space because then again, um, it doesn't uh, come out as as free and open as the initiative uh, should be. So we always aim to find an open space space where people can walk in, um, talk to us, and also be a part of the initiative if they want to. Uh, once that is done, once the location, once the place, um, everything is confirmed, uh, we spend about two days um, with the arrangements, with the logistics, basically. Uh, once that is done, uh, we are there at the event. Now, of course, while all of this is happening, there is uh, marketing that has been, that's been going on um, pre um post everything all the all the kinds of marketing online media is our a strong uh, pursuit that we look into um while that is happening there is someone who is handling the registration uh, there is somebody who's handling the social media marketing there is somebody who's hand handling the feedbacks uh, i am largely responsible uh, for the training and the mock sessions um for all the psychologists and and we definitely brainstorm through our uh, previous sessions on how it went where we can improve uh, what better can we do to provide um uh, a better listening space uh, to people uh, because every time there has been a new a new concern that has uh, come up and of course it's a learning process uh, for us as well uh, so once all of the, this the background work um, has been done uh, on the day of the event of course everything's arranged and um, we uh, spread out in the open space that we have allotted to ourselves. Uh, we sit at a distance, uh, quite at a distance uh, between us so that the um, conversation that we're, we're having is not audible uh, to the other person. So there's enough distance between two uh, counselors. And anyone, uh, of course, who is registered walks in and uh, sits in front of uh, a counselor and the entire listening practice is continued. And even when a person enters, there is a briefer who will be uh, assigning and delegating the person to the allotted uh, psychologist. So let's say you uh, want to be a part of the event. The first thing you do is uh, a register so that the seat is confirmed. Uh, once you register, there is uh, an email, a confirmation email that you get. Uh, once that is done, you just have to come to the event. 
there will be a briefer at the entrance itself and uh, he or she will speak to you, uh, ask you if you're uh, clear about what all of this is about, give you a brief about uh, the initiative once again, and then uh, walk you through uh, the delegating of who, which is a psychologist who's available at the moment. And once uh, you know where you have to be seated, uh, then it's a psychologist's job to take over and then the conversation uh, kind of takes off. And that is how the whole listening uh, module is covered. And we also make sure that we wrap it up uh, within 30 minutes because more than that might be exhausting for both the, both the parties, for the psychologist and for the speaker. Uh, the sharer. So we try to wrap it up in 30 minutes. And after that, uh, we leave them with a thank you note and uh, hopefully um, they have felt better. And uh, we have gotten beautiful feedbacks. Uh, so that, that way we've been uh, grateful. <laughs> I mean, that sounds amazing. Um, and uh, how many have uh, you organized so far? You call them chapters, right? I believe three. Uh, there are three uh, in um, uh, Pune, Bombay and Bangalore. Uh, I was aiming to do it again in um, Bombay again and then Hyderabad and Chennai and Bangalore. Uh, but everything's are on hold at the moment. Uh, but we do uh, plan to go pan-India. In fact, I'm getting a few collaborations from Hyderabad and Chennai. A few of the corporates are quite interested. Uh, but uh, we, we definitely look forward to uh, holding uh, more events in the future. Yeah. And Sneha, how are you funding all of this? Because it requires money, right? The marketing aspect of right. it, um, calling out Definitely. people. And then I don't know if the places that you're deciding to conduct these uh, events yeah. at, if they are through a paid collaboration or just a, you know, a, a simple non-paid right. collaboration. Um, are you funding all of this out of your own pocket or do you have any sort of like someone who's helping you out or are you charging these guys, the ones who are coming okay. in? Um, no, I'm charging nobody uh, any um, any money for this. Everything, as you said, everything that's been going for this initiative is uh, through my own pocket. Um, and uh, I, I do plan uh, to expand it. I do see a entrepreneurship model, but that's for a much uh, later um, uh, later time and not at the moment at all. Um, uh, but to answer your question, uh, no, I'm not uh, taking any money from anyone and everything that's been uh, going on has been uh, through me. Uh, and also the psychologists, um, they all of them have uh, contributed with their time and expertise and, you know, everything um, with it, with their own pockets as well. Um, so um, in terms of monetary benefits uh, to us, uh, A, we're not really looking for it. Um, and secondly, personally speaking, just about me, um, I, I just wanted to do it because it comes um, straight from the heart. And I, I just want to, um, you know, make people feel that uh, they're not they're not alone. And um, at least we as a team, as, as Lendinier, we definitely are there for them. Uh, in terms of the place uh, bookings, uh, I was... Um, uh, we were quite lucky uh, to get the places for uh, free rather because every time we looked out for a place, we, we went up to the owner and we pitched the idea. And uh, the moment we pitched the idea, they resonated with it. They definitely backed us up. 
they supported us, uh, motivated us for it. In fact, the first location in Pune that we had, when I spoke to the manager and then the owner, um, she was very sweet and very kind to say, you know, please uh, do more of this and take this space as much as you want uh, because we need it. So these were kind of responses that we got. So we never really had to pay for the locations. So that way uh, we've been lucky and grateful. Um, other than that, um, there is no... Um, uh, cash um, involved uh, from anyone else. Um, everything, um, whatever I can, I am. I've been trying to invest it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Sneha, let's talk about what's happening right now. COVID nineteen crisis that we have. Um, right. I'm sure a lot of people would be dealing with mental health issues because um, this is somehow if it has not increased. Um, anybody's existing issues it might have triggered to people um, who were not dealing with anything like this because it's a completely new thing that we're dealing with these are unprecedented times Um, are you thinking about um, launching uh, lend in your online or probably helping people out um, right now Mm -hmm. because this is the most pertinent time where we're probably thinking about um, talking to someone because even though we are confined at our homes, uh, we yeah. still are with the sort of news that we're reading and with the sort of uh, numbers that we are bombarded every single day, like waking up to the news of these many people have died, these many people are infected. Um, it's just right. overwhelming. So um, are you planning to do something at the present stage? Uh, at the moment, fifteenth uh, April uh, is when I have decided um, I will be uh, launching Lendinier online. Uh, I already have uh, the team quite ready uh, to be doing that. Uh, a lot of people have had professional commitments. I myself have a few other responsibilities, and the workload uh, is quite high that I need to fulfill. Uh, so 15th is when uh, it makes sense for all of us. So we will be launching it online uh, and through Lendinier again, uh, as we speak, uh, we are providing uh, listening and um, a lot of us are looking forward uh, to having a space where we can vent. Uh, and as you said, we are under a situation where uh, it can be largely helpful. Um other than that, uh, providing a space through Lendinier, I would I would definitely like to um, offer them a free counseling as well. Uh, something that I am doing at the moment, but everything that comes through Practo or through Better You Foundation, there is a minimal charge uh, through it. Uh, but through Lendinier, if there is any conversion that happens, if uh, someone is venting and I, I mean, if someone does want to uh, take up counseling after that, after the experience of just sharing, uh, that is something I will be providing uh, free of cost uh, because that is what, uh, again, Lendinier is all about. And, and especially in these times, uh, it, it's needed the most, as you said. Uh, so this is the plan for Lendinier at the moment. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, um, you being a psychologist, I would love to know uh, that if you mm-hmm. have any tips or, you know, something that people sure. or the audience can listen to right now, um, that yeah. they can use or probably, you know, think about at this time that can help them in having probably a positive outlook or uh, calming them down somehow. Right. Okay. 
um, I'll, def I'll definitely talk about uh, this um, and take some time to uh, speak in depth uh, about this topic. Uh, first of all, um, all of us, uh, this is something that I, I want everyone to hear, hear out as well, uh, is the fact that uh, all of us are in a self-evaluation and self-analysis phase at the moment. Uh, and because of the situation, because of the feeling that we are at one place, uh, there can be multiple emotions uh, that come across. Uh, there can be anxiety, there can be a high amount of stress, there can be definitely burnouts, uh, especially uh, the place that they're in, that also the environment also matters the most. Uh, so there can be a lot of emotions coming through at the moment and I want people to know and understand that A uh, is normal during these times uh, and secondly is also coming from the branch of self-analysis uh, pattern that we are in at the moment. Uh, point number two is um, there can be also multiple forms of emotions at the same time. For example, I can be feeling grateful and exhausted and tired at the same time. I can be annoyed uh, and yet feel productive at the same time. So especially in a situation like this, there can be different dimensions of one emotions, one emotion altogether. So that also if somebody is feeling and not able to understand what really is happening, you know, at one moment I'm feeling this, at the other moment I'm feeling that, it's too confusing. The state of confusion through these emotions in this stage is also completely normal because this is very situational that is happening at the moment. Of course, there can be multiple layers to it, what someone is going through personally. Uh, but largely, when we only speak about COVID-19, uh, this is something emotionally, uh, collectively rather, we all are uh, going through. Um, apart from that, um, the, the fact that anxiety at this moment uh, has some amount of normalcy attached to it. Um, the third thing I want people uh, to know that it's literally the first time all of us are collectively together in the house, right? So just to put a positive spin around it, it's, it's actually the first time the universe has uh, conspired us to be in the houses and while nature is doing its work. Uh, in fact, as long as um, I at least exist, I, I don't remember there has been a time like this where the universe is literally forcing people to be in the house and, you know, spend time with family, do what uh, you're supposed to do, do your work or focus on the things that you're supposed to do. So just to have a other perspective, this is a point that I wanted to uh, bring it up. Um, not taking away the fact, however, it is making us feel, uh, which is definitely high amount of anxiety and stress. But there is also uh, a different perspective attached to it. So if some people on certain moments in the day, in 24 hours, just have this perspective as well, it does put uh, them at ease, at least for some time, if not for uh, the whole day. Uh, apart from this, a uh, few pointers I wanted to uh, get, uh, and one of them is uh, a very important one, if social media intake is being extremely harmful, is being extremely uh, stressful for someone, uh, reduce the social media intake uh, by a, a lot of percentage. For example, if someone is using social media for five hours, try and make it three or even lesser. 
uh, if someone is uh, not having any form of stress or tension or burnouts through the intake of social media or the usage of social media that is okay but um, if someone is deeply affected and if they can see it or monitor it in on their behavior uh, there has to be a reduction in the intake that has to be uh, done a uh, second very important element um, is to create distractions and to create new patterns uh, especially for people who are working from home there itself it's a 8 hour or a 5 hour 7 hour uh, workload that they need to fulfill and deliver so in that breaking patterns becomes becomes very important uh, firstly uh, a very small um, example of breaking a pattern could be um let's say i have my study table and uh, this is the only place i sit and work uh, at the moment and i've been doing that for the time i have been at home and that pattern or that behavior uh, following that same pattern can be broken by why not today i sit in the living room or why not uh, today i choose a different place and uh, make that as a work area uh, for myself or while i'm working uh, why not i take a 10 minute break listen to a favorite music or a good music a soothing music and then come back so any form of action even a small action that helps you break the pattern uh will be an asset at the moment because uh since we're we're already in the environment that we're in we're already doing the things uh in a rhythm rather that we're supposed to do uh monotony is something that can quickly get attached which has been a prevalent concern anyway so even to break that uh small changes in our daily patterns um will be really really helpful uh it can be something as simple as changing the place where you want to sit to work or reading a book of a different genre or um you know sitting on a different chair when you're watching the tv uh, using uh, you know a, a different uh, utensil to cook anything i'm i'm just shooting out um examples but any form of pattern change that one can bring um into their daily uh, routine um the next point which i want to focus and uh, to me professionally and personally this is the most and most important one which i want to tell um everyone is uh, to please meditate uh, we all definitely know uh, the obvious um, advantages of meditation but in these times uh, it's highly important because our mind is constantly anyway conditioned to either go to the past or the future it really stays in the present now meditation or even a 10 minute breathing is something that helps you with a lot of grounding it grounds you to the present and helps you stay where you are and this is the time where our emotions might be highly elevated to think about the future to worry what's going to happen um, you know where is the world going what will happen to me and my work and my job and and the plans that i had so all of those thoughts are completely normal uh, but to deal with those thoughts effectively we definitely need a calmer mind and a calmer state of mind uh, rather and meditation is a very very powerful tool um, that can help one achieve that and if done twice daily uh, nothing like it so that is another pointer that i wanted to add uh also along with meditation one has to make sure to please keep your body moving so if your body uh, stays at one place a mind 
has a different connection altogether. There are a lot of thoughts that come in. So, uh, I mean, in, in counseling, we say, um, and this is a fact that everyone knows also, my, our mind and body are correlated. They are not separate uh, beings altogether. So they are correlated. So the moment uh, you are working out, you know, you feel fresh, you feel better, you feel nice. So the mind is happy. Uh, the moment you work on your mind, you your stress uh, is is lesser. Uh, you know, you, you feel good about yourself. So the mind also uh, smiles. So the connection between the mind and body is very important. So if you're uh, sitting, let's say, scrolling over Instagram for a longer time and see yourself procrastinating, uh, overthinking or overgeneralizing, um, keep the phone down and stand up. Uh, splash some water over, over your face, uh, walk around the room, uh, do some stretching, or talk to uh, the people in the house. Uh, but the body has to be constantly moving, especially when you notice any form of negative thoughts um, or any unpleasant thought is uh, knocking the door. Uh, this is one thing um, uh, that can definitely be uh, added. Another thing I wanted to add is uh, to focus largely on you and to give yourself small projects uh, that one can do during the day. For example, um, uh, I last um, played the guitar was eight years back in college. I took it out yesterday. Uh, and a lot of, uh, you know, my peers, a lot of uh, the friends that I know have been telling me new, new initiatives that one can uh, come across. So if there is anything that... Um, uh, one has always been wanting to do. Uh, let's say somebody is wanting, always wanted to paint, uh, wanted to cook. Any small project that you can give yourself in 24 hours, even if it is one or two, it's it's fine. That is that is completely fine. And uh, to help more on this uh, aspect, one can actually think and go a little bit into their childhood. And uh, just imagine and think what made you happy the most when you were a child. What was that one thing? What was what were the things or the activities uh, you would do? It can be as small as uh, coloring, uh, or even um, you know um, playing with um, a few toys or any or you know doing art and craft or anything that is uh, to one's its own. So. If one can go back to their childhood and see, uh, you know, what were those things and make a list of it, you know, and try and do that again and bring that, you know, happiness um, back into our day to day life, especially in these uh, moments, it'll be great. So because especially I'm talking about the childhood, especially because those are the things which uh, probably had a block or was stopped because life happened. Right. So uh, why not bring them back and also add um, into our day to day uh, routine? Uh, this is one thing. And uh, the last thing which I also wanted to um, uh, sorry, the second last thing which I also wanted to talk about is um, to definitely stay connected. Um, this is a very important um, time where we all, as I was saying, we all need, want to be heard. We all need a shoulder at this point. We all need to be with each other 
together uh, to even fight uh, the situation that we're in. So even a support, uh, a supporting text or a call um, and a connection that needs to be formed uh, definitely has to be there. Uh, quality time with the family that you're in. Um, in fact, recently someone told me that the family dynamics at home are not that pleasant. Now, how do I handle a situation like that? So in that situation, um, the first thing that needs to be done is to take the space, whatever space that is possible while you're with them, uh, and also try and reach a middle ground uh, into the acceptance that they are also a part of this. Uh, they're also having their own journeys while we're all fighting uh, them together. So uh, taking out some time to do a day mapping of what works for them and what works for you uh, is something that can be helpful. Uh, this is one thing. So connectedness is something that uh, I, I definitely recommend. And in fact, uh, if you if one can just talk to an old friend, um, uh, let's say one new person once a week, someone that you know, uh, even that is that is fine. Uh, so staying connected, staying connected to the people, even even relatives for that matter, um, you know, uh, probably relatives we wouldn't really talk to. But this is an opportunity where, you know, we can have a conversation with them and have interesting conversations rather and, and get uh, connected and get to know them rather. Um, and the last part, uh, Swati, which the, the last point that I want to cover is uh, nutrition and self-care. Um, which is extremely important. It's very important to have um, a monitor on what you're eating at the moment, especially these times, because as I was saying, the body and mind are connected. So a healthy food makes you feel better. Your mind also feels better. So more of healthy intake in these times is definitely going to add to your well-being. Um, and... Uh, Mostly, of course, we're all in the house. So cooking is is a great aspect uh, when it comes to um, focusing on nutrition. Uh, also, when I talk about self-care, um, self-care also means emotionally, physically, mentally, psychologically, um, uh, all, all of those aspects in domain, uh, but also just just the art of being with oneself and just taking care of uh, the self in any way that you feel uh, can be uh, done. It can be as simple as taking care of your hair, trying out new uh, experiments or doing some skincare uh, and or taking care of your uh, well-being, the emotional part uh, through meditation, um, the physical part through fitness or working out or even a small 10-minute walk. Uh, so self-care uh, I'm talking about a holistic one, largely, and fulfilling all of the domains uh, that we can um, add on to. Uh, so nutrition, no, nutrition and self-care is uh, something that I wanted to add at the last. And uh, while I have jotted down jotted down all these points, um, if someone is still feeling it's not working out, I'm still unable to move forward and I'm, I'm still feeling uh, stuck. Uh, again, um, I am there uh, as a part of Lendenior. Lendenior is there uh, for a space. And if someone definitely wants to speak to a professional, uh, we also have an avenue for that. So the points that I've mentioned largely uh, should help 
um, all of us together uh, through this, especially uh, in the times of COVID-19. Um, and once we also begin to do this, uh, we feel at ease. Um, also, another thing that I forgot to mention uh, is something that uh, is called as journaling. Uh, writing is something, again, people can follow. Uh, so journaling, of course, is a form of a release of emotions. Uh, and there are different forms of neurotransmitters which light up in your um, brain when we are um, focused on writing and reading. Uh, and that, that is why it holds a different set of importance altogether. So uh, journaling your emotions, good, bad, anything, any emotions that one wants to write about and have it released out on a piece of paper uh, will definitely also help. I mean, uh, wow, Sneha, that was a pretty comprehensive list of some great pointers. <laughs> no, I mean, but thank you so much. It was me. I think I needed to hear all of them. And I'm sure there must be a lot of people listening to this right now who would be needing something like this. But thank you so much. Um, and uh, I... Like, I would like to wrap up this conversation now with the last question that I'm uh, most intrigued to know is okay. uh, what is your vision with Lendenier? I know you told me earlier in the yeah. recording that you would like to take it um, across India, right? And you would like there yeah. to be a chapter in every city. Um, yeah. How many people do you want to or do you aim to reach out to? What do you see the vision? How do you see Lendenier growing? as right. an initiative okay okay um so firstly um as i was saying we definitely want to reach out to as many as cities as possible uh, and we definitely don't want to stick to only the metropolitan uh, cities uh, we were uh, planning initially we're still on the initial stages we're looking out to cover the metropolitan cities but we're also expanding to other uh, cities as well uh, now, my vision uh, for Lendinier is to have multiple chapters across India uh, every month, at least one event every month. And I want Lendinier to be a self-run initiative wherein I have core team members in each city. And uh, once there are core team members in uh, how many ever cities that we can cover, monthly we hold a station uh, you know, in one of the cities and provide a listening station. So to, to be uh, very frank, my honor, my honest vision uh, for Lendinier is anyone in India, at least, who has a feeling, hey, I want to share, hey, I want to vent out, hey, I want to talk to somebody. Uh, the moment one has a feeling like that, the next thought should be, hey, there is Lendinier and let me just check out their website and when the next event is. So uh, my vision is to let people uh, have a place where they can just come uh, and not worry about anything, have an open dialogue, um, have a sharing experience and feel lighter and feel better. Um, and, uh, you know, have that journey of self-exploration as well and be a part of uh, the team if they would want to. Uh, I mean, in terms of the team, more the merrier. So there is no end uh, in how, how many team members there can be. Um, uh, and since I'm saying every city should have a core team, I mean, definitely um, 
more the better uh, but in terms of vision this is what i aspire to do with lendenior and and i hope a lot of people feel that this is uh, a space for them uh, to to come into in fact uh, just to take another 20 seconds of your time uh, we had one uh, woman who came uh, at the pune event and she sat down in front of me uh, and she cried her heart out didn't say a word and got up and left so that was her uh, own way of you know releasing and and feeling this can be a safe space so this is what i want to do um for the people uh, in 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 this country and and i definitely know how important it is uh, to be wanting to be heard and and not feel alone so th- that's what I, my my vision is for landenia If you would like to register for one of the online sessions of Lendenure please fill up the registration form I'm putting its link in the episode description Thanks for listening in and please subscribe to the show to catch the next episode You can follow us on Instagram to stay in touch and get all the updates Our Instagram handle is vision.nari that's v i s i o n . n a r i If you know a visionary that I should feature on this podcast write to me at the visionary podcast at the rate gmail.com that's t h e v i s i o n n a r i podcast at the rate gmail.com This podcast is produced by Launchora a storytelling and creative learning platform Theme music is created by Diala Swain she's a uniquely talented music producer from New Zealand Do check out her music on SoundCloud or follow the link in the description. I'll see you guys soon with a new visionary. Have a great day.